Welcome back. It is April 23rd as we record this on a Saturday, not our usual date, but uh, nonetheless, fellas, we're back. Uh, to the usuals, Tyshawn, Jimmy, what's good, fellas? How we doing? Does back in the country. Good as always. <laughs> and the man on the couch, <laughs> Peyton, what's good, brother? Glad to have you, you in doing? here. How you doing, fellas? Fantastic. Uh, Peyton, mojo for everyone. Left tackle at Northern uh, this past year is graduated and now looking forward to playing at the next level, uh, trying to look at some of those opportunities. So with the draft coming up, figured it was obviously a great time to have you on and talk about all of that, the added incentive of watching the draft. You do it every year, but now... This year's going to be something different. Definitely, definitely. So um, it'll be sweet, man. I'm excited to, to talk to you more about it. Um, but as we as we get through the rest of the remainder of this pod, we'll be talking about some former GLIAC players, just like Peyton, trying to get a crack at uh, the NFL, CFL, shoot, USFL, XFL, whatever it is, professional anything. football and in the large scope that it is. Um, and as we move on to that NFL conversation, guys are either getting paid or they're trying to get paid, fellas. We see that a lot right now. That's basically the time of the year that we're in. We all know it. Um, we're going to talk about that. Denzel Ward signs the largest cornerback deal in NFL history. That was a huge one. Um, and now we've got three big wide receivers holding out on waiting for larger deals. And, you know, one of them wants to trade now, Debo Samuel, right? He's out of San Francisco. And that has been something that has kind of dominated all the headlines, which, you know, rightfully so. But it kind of sucks because there's just not much else and, going on. And didn't he say that he wants like a traditional – Wide receiver. Yeah, right yeah. So, yeah, be, we got to uh, break that down because he doesn't want to be taking all these extra hits as a running back. But if he is, he probably wants to be paid for it. Right. Right. So they got to they gotta figure out what to do there. Um, but other than that, uh, we've got a new way that everyone can be an NFL quarterback with the, the videos that I sent you guys with the uh, pro era, NFL pro era VR. So, you know, controlling offenses from behind the headset. That'll be fun to talk about, and we'll finish it up with some NFL draft talk. Talk, excuse me. Um, on the USFL side of things, you know, I'm a sucker for it. We're not going to go through and break down scores and things. I think that's ridiculous and uh, monotonous. But uh, what we will talk about is what we saw from week one of the USFL. A pretty strong start, kind of tapered off towards the last couple games there. Not a great weekend. Easter weekend's not a great time to do that stuff. Um, but other than that, the drama surrounding the Pittsburgh Maulers and former running back Davion Smith after he was cut for ordering pizza. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd, be cut, I'd be cut yesterday <laughs> if that happened, because I'm, I'm a huge pizza guy, big time. Uh, Jim Stacy snacks, I, I rate pizza. Uh, kind of my thing. Uh, I'd, I'd be screwed. It was, I'd and, be screwed. And before man. we talk more about it, it was pizza or chicken salad. And he said, respectfully, I don't eat no chicken salad. Right. <laughs> he wasn't I'm, messing I'm with it. I'm carving up. I'm carving up, baby. <laughs> that was awesome. But uh, as always, uh, you can watch this episode on YouTube. If you're listening to it right now, go ahead and check that out. Otherwise, you can listen pretty much anywhere, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it. Follow us on Twitter at D1 underscore rejects. And on Instagram, I'll quiz you. What's the Instagram handle? Division1 underscore rejects. Oh, so close. So close. Division one rejects. Oh, no it was sure. taken. It was taken when I when I went to go make the account. I hate when that happens. You <laughs> got the best username. You, got, you know what the other account was too? Taken, it what? was D one underscore rejects. It was like an intramural basketball team. <laughs> and I'm like, that's kind of funny. It yeah, makes sense. Right. But damn it, it give me a, the give me the login. That's a temporary thing. This is real business. This is right? real this life, is real man. Podcast. This is real life. But um. Like I said, Peyton's joining us today. Former left tackle, man trying to pursue playing at the next level, and and as I've just recently learned, an avid skincare fanatic. Yes, yes, I do take care of my skin. <laughs> but you were catching, you were catching some heat oh, for the yeah, one of the they, most recent posts. Yeah, I got a lot of flack actually. I had to, I just set out, send out a PSA just to let them know. <laughs> I had to get all of them together in one, in one mass snap. Uh, put them all. Take what was, them what was there, the, so. what was the product again that had you uh, under fire there? Uh, it was witch hazel face toner. Yeah, I, I can't say yeah, I've used I mean, it, but it works for me. You know, <laughs> everyone's skin's different. <laughs> my, si <laughs> my sister's a cosmetology student, so she was always on me about being avid about my skin and hygiene and stuff like that. And you know, it's paid I love off. It. You feel me? I, I, I get love it, dude. About it, smelling good, looking fresh. So. Nah, you said you you'd posted like you know when y'all are fifty, right? And your skin is craggy and ashy, looking like don't a dry, come, yeah, a dried up raisin. You feel me? Don't come up <laughs> don't. to me. Talk about time passes by, you know. Um. Time passes you by. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But let's talk about um, your pro day. Uh, you went down to Saginaw Valley about, was it a month ago now? Almost. Uh, yeah, March 15th, a little yeah, over. Yeah, so a little over a month, month yeah. and a half ago. You went down um, with Brady, uh, safety of ours from Northern, obviously. And you guys got the chance to be in front of NFL and uh, some CFL teams too, right? Yeah, so I, think, I, I guess. There was three CFL were there? Scouts and then 18 NFL scouts. There, so. That's a good show out. Yeah, 
that is that is a really good a really good show out for um, you know you talk about the scope of that um, at the Division two level you don't it probably doesn't get much better than that as far as exposure goes just talk to me about what that I guess just like you know what was that like and none of us have been to a you know at least competed in a pro day so like talk about what that was like well it was Saginaw's first pro day ever like this was the first NFL pro day they've uh, really shown so I did not know that I was really proud to take part in that and you know putting on for the GLIAC and stuff like that. Uh, I've said it plenty of times before. There's a lot of skill and talent that is look look past at this level. 100%. So I just feel like it was a really good chance for us to go out there and you know display our skills and how much work we put in the past couple of years. And going down there with Brady, it was like, you know, you got a brother with you. So it kind of made me more comfortable. Kind of oh, eased the sure. nerves just having for Brady sure. there. We were kind of leaning on one each other, one another at the yeah. whole time. So yeah, it was uh, stressful leading up to it. But once I got through it, I once I got there, my confidence got up. You know, I'm I'm there to entertain, and I feel like it's something that I'm meant to do. So yeah, you just get going, right? Yeah, you get, you get, get in the going. moment, and that's like you know 100%. you lose all. It's like that's like what like a first hit in a football game, right? Like you get that first that first knock out of you, and you're yeah. you're like rolling. You gotta for the get rest that of it. first play going. You guys yeah. know how it is. You gotta get that first play going. Get the blood. Blood pumping, now, and then you're feeling good. You guys go down in the same car. That's got a, that's some big body. I know. Did Branch go down with you? What, uh, what was that? What was that? Uh, went, the travel went, situation like? I, I drove down with my friend Dom. He actually okay. took me down on like a day's notice. Because I had I just had this picture in my head of you crammed into the back seat of some like little sedan or something, yeah. and I don't know why. I just that cracked me up for a couple nights. And then so I'd have know. travel legs and stuff, be all <laughs> stiff, trying to do the vertical. In the yeah, exactly. You mess, hear about stuff like mess that. Mess around yeah. and pull a hamstring. You see the guys <laughs> doing no, the combine yeah. pull a hamstring. It happens every year. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the travel arrangements, I was going to go down and stay, I think, like halfway, somewhere halfway, I think, Gaylord. Okay, yeah, that's that's about halfway. Yeah, yeah. and that's where Nate LaJoy was staying, and I was going to stay with him. But yeah. when I was thinking to myself, I didn't think it was a good idea to really sit in the car the morning of and then go drive the rest of the way that's to That's what I'd Stagna. say, yeah. So I just needed to get straight to it. So I, I arranged the plans with Dom, and Dom took me down there, and then we stuck <sighs> in a hotel down there, the Marriott. Brady stayed in the Shout same. Shout out. Yep. <laughs> yep. Marriott. <laughs> that place is nice. But Brady stayed in the same hotel. So we just uh, hung out the night before and was just talking about everything, loosening up and stuff like that, just getting ready for, for sure. what Preparing. was coming ahead. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what that's kind of similar to what, I mean, we would do as a team, right? Because we didn't have days where we'd go down, play, and turn right back around, right? We'd go down, stay the night, and then uh, wake up and play football. I think... I don't know what, what you guys felt. I love that. I love that setup, that arrangement. Then you get in the bus and go back. Because you imagine, like, I don't know, like, playing the game, especially if you lost the game and going back and, like, sitting in the hotel just sorry. Man. That'd be, that'd be brutal. Well, you I remember, couldn't, you I couldn't do that. that tie, uh, Texas. Texas. <laughs> oh, my God. We Boy. flew to we, – we, we, we drove to Milwaukee on a Wednesday, flew to Texas on a Thursday, stayed there a day, played Saturday, came back to the hotel after we lost – Stayed the night and woke up and flew from Texas back to Milwaukee to on Las Sunday. Vegas, oh, we, 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 we yeah, we had Vegas. a we had a layover in Vegas. Are you serious? Yeah. For no reason. I flew to Vegas. Like, wait, wait, that's like so that's so out of the flew to Vegas <laughs> and then flew back to Milwaukee and then drove from Milwaukee back to Marquette all on Sunday. We didn't get back until like Monday at like four in the morning. You I did a, not go to class the next day. You had to drive back from Milwaukee? Yes. They couldn't get you guys into like Sawyer or whatever. They never no. try to get us in the Sawyer for some reason. Like they won't fly us in the Sawyer. For I mean, like reason. it's a small airport. And I get it, but like, yeah, it's a money thing. You're probably right. Yeah. Jim's throwing up the Jim's throwing up the dollar signs, but right. um, that makes sense. But I mean, that still that blows, man. No, yeah, I was eating the Chick Fil A in the bed after the game, like. <laughs> Damn near wanted to tear the hotel room up. Flew all the way. <laughs> Damn near wanted look, to look. just throw the cookie in the trash, stomp on the Chick-fil-A sandwich. The hotel oh. was raw as hell. <laughs> so we in this cold-ass hotel. We just lost. Sorry. With Chick-fil-A. We, this, you know what I'm saying? Ain't no Chick-fil-A up here. This is probably everybody's first Chick-fil-A since the summer. You can't yeah. even enjoy it for real. <laughs> then you wake up in the morning, and and you fly to, to Vegas? Like, what are we doing? Like, you wake up. Because me, I go to sleep on a flight. I'm not sitting up playing no games. watching. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> wake up, and you get on snap. Everybody got Vegas filters on them. Wait, you, didn't, you didn't know that you were going to Vegas? No, they initially? did not tell us that we were flying to Vegas. 
It was out of nowhere, bro. We we landed and you see mountains. You're like, this is not Milwaukee. <laughs> and, then, and then on top of that, they didn't tell us we were going there. Then when we got there, we had to sit on the plane for like 30 minutes. Yeah. They didn't even let us off to like go grab any refreshments. We had to stuff. sit. We had to sit on. Like Boy, it wasn't like Nystrom wasn't let, the plane. The yeah. people on the plane would not let us off. Boy. So so you had the same. Yeah, you didn't have to switch planes or anything though. Going from Vegas to Milwaukee it was no. sit. Sit your ass in a plane, yeah. wait a half an hour, and yeah. we don't get this yeah. thing moving. I'm the airstrip, yeah. and you know me. I get to sweating quick. I'm in the, I'm oh, in the no, airplane. Dude. We're in Vegas. It's like ni- high 90s, you feel me? I'm in the Because it's September, so I'm, it's still is, hot. Boy, I'm melting in the seat. I was embarrassed. <laughs> I'm looking over. I'm glad it was my teammates around me. Because if it was, it was some random, uh, next to some, some random, yeah, some random civilian, they would have been like, this man's going through it. He got anxiety. Like, nah, I'm we just, get back to we get back to Milwaukee at like midnight and still got to drive to Marquette. Then they tried to make us go to class. I'm like, I'm not going to class. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> professor, I'm not coming. That's hilarious. Um, but Peyton, you talked a little bit about uh, LaJoy from Michigan Tech, a guy you've played against for for years now. What, um, you know, I didn't get to play against him, but what is something about him that makes him so tough to play against. He was a preseason All-American, um, a guy that's been all GLIAC many times in the past. Um, I imagine he performed pretty well at the drills down there. Did you were yeah. able to keep up with him when he was down at Saginaw? Uh, I got to watch his uh, position drills, and his position drills looked smooth. Like, yeah. And he knew that going into it. He said that this is where I make my money. Like, you feel me? Just in case I do have a lapse in the testing, the position drills got to be yeah. sound and on point. Yeah, and – about the attributes that Nate has, I just think he's a he's got a fast, quick step, like first step off the line of scrimmage, mm-hmm. and then he's also just strong. So if he gets his hands on you and you can't get your hands inside or on yeah. him first, he can once he gets you going backwards, it's kind of he's like a bowling ball. You feel me, like yeah. a juggernaut. So strong is an, is an understatement. I mean, yeah. I've seen him work worked out with him at an edge, yeah, exactly. and, you know, I met the dude. He's he's something else, and his his uh, motor, right? His motor is nuts. Yeah. Never, it's just nonstop, and I don't. Uh, oh man, I just unplugged my uh, my headset there. I don't want to make the um, I don't want to make the comparison to say that you know he's he is Aaron Donald, but like at our level and that kind of body type and his play style, I think that's the guy that I think of immediately that kind of resembles that. And like right. I said, we know there's a gap yeah. between Aaron Donald and uh, Nate LaJoy, but that to me is someone that I think of immediately because you talk about like that quick first step. His hands are really good. He's always winning in those hand placement battles, and yeah. he's a bowling ball. Like once he gets you, and he gets you on that backward step, and he f- he's figuring out your momentum. Like right. it's over for some of these like these offensive tackles. Yeah, and I haven't really gotten that many one on one matchups with Nate because really, he yeah. plays inside. inside. That's right. Yeah. So when I usually see him, he's playing like a three technique, and I'm maybe coming down on like a deuce block or something like that. So I'm really. I got help going against him. I'm gonna say that's that's definitely advantage to to your side, at least definitely. in those situations, 100%. right? Hundred percent, and it's designed that way, right? Yeah, but um, otherwise, I guess just moving forward for you, um, you know, we're going to try and get some film up to send yeah. out to guys talking with your agent. What does this process look like for you moving forward? And are there any teams that you've had a little bit of interest from going into uh, the draft and as things start to pick up here for you? Well, I actually haven't had uh, an agent properly push my film out yeah because I actually I've been talking with agents but I never actually signed on with one and I actually just got an agent this week and we're talking about signing a deal on Monday gotcha. sign on with yeah. them and stuff like that make it legit but uh yeah once you get that cut up done with that cut up done I'm basically just going to send that to the agent and then he's going to send it to all 32 scouts um he's pretty optimistic he's been telling Branch you know with his size and athleticism he's probably got a spot to at least go out there and you yeah, know, swing for broke. At least go out there and show. I like that. Swing show for myself. Broke. Yeah, so. I like that because that's. I mean, you know, like you said, we got talent at this level, and right. and the schools know it. You said there's 18 uh, different teams that are represented at that pro day, right. so like they know that there's some dudes at this level. There's dudes that get drafted every year. We know that um, from our league or from others, Division Two at the Division Two level. But um, the swing for broke is good, right? Because yeah. you're not going in there with expecting anything, right? Right. I think that's almost kind of a valuable place to be at right so to say if you were to get a shot whether it be to compete even for a practice squad job right like I swing mean, for broke is exactly how exactly it goes. practice squad that that gives me chance to get tape and to get moved up to the actual roster so if i can get on the practice squad that would work too um i'm not a first round draft pick so just as you said i can't go in there expecting things for sure. to be given to me or anything like that but I also never thought things would be given to me when I first got to Northern when I walked onto the team. You know, I'm gonna say yeah, it's not just, like you came in here like very uh, highly touted or anything. No. Marquette kid too, like you would think that uh, it might be a little bit different. But 
Right. But, I mean, you could talk about it more than I can. Yeah. I mean, I came in here frail, like 235, six foot yeah. seven. So you, I'm already looking slender right now, and I'm 305 pounds, you know? So imagine me 70 pounds lighter. I looked, I was like a string bean, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> I, good, I got yeah. thrown around a lot the first couple semesters on the you team. You look sick. <laughs> <laughs> I do look sick. You look like malnourished. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did. Yeah, my body goes through phases. So I'll be I was really fat when I was younger, then I stretched I'm gonna out. Say, like, I saw the I saw like the the yeah. chubby stage, like Yeah, baby you my go, face hey. looked like I don't even <clears throat> the Michelin man or like Pillsbury <laughs> Doughboy. It's just like it looked like inflated. It's like you ever seen Ghostbusters with that the Pillsbury Doughboy? Oh like, dude. It was like yeah. that, but like the brown version, you feel me? So <laughs> it's basically Pillsbury Fudge Boy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I got I got uh. in the northern though. Skinny and frail, and then basically just scratched and clawed my way. Yeah, made it work. Basically just had to get the respect from my teammates and stuff like that, being from Marquette and stuff. We don't, you know, not a lot of people from Marquette or the UP really play college sports. Especially recently. Like, that is a number that used to be pretty high, and there was a lot of, uh, I shouldn't say a lot, but there was some decent talent, especially in football coming out of the UP. But, I mean, we know that's changed a lot. Like, a lot of these guys that get spots on – on teams and even in our league might not go on to be crazy players. Now there are exceptions. Like right. there are still going to be um, top athletes that come out of here. But I was going to say, bro, if you go through my camera roll, there's, I got the same <laughs> phase and yeah. I, I didn't sprout up to, you know, six, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I sprouted to five, nine, which is where I'm at now. <laughs> You're maxed out. <laughs> yeah, I did, bro. I'm vertically, I'm a little vertically challenged, but right. I, I didn't do that same thing. Nah, man. I, I, I see I how you, right I there. see how you, uh, you be hitting people on the field. You don't need any height. To you, You're, good. you're nah, good the way you are. It, it works out, but um, you're talking a little bit about you know you know you're not a first round draft pick like yeah. that's not um, that's not news to you. I'm not breaking anything to you. Um, but now as a guy that's in this position, like I was talking about before we got started, you watch the draft every year. I mean we all do. It's a yeah. super fun event. Um, but now going into this year, there's a lot more incentive for you to be really paying attention to what teams take what positions, even if you're a guy that, you know, realistically might not get picked up. I mean, you might not hear your name called because there's a right. lot of guys still after that fact, um, the undrafted free agents and things like that that get opportunities. When you're watching the draft, looking at teams who, you know, emphasizes what positions, right. it's still going to be pretty nerve-wracking for you, I, I, I have to imagine. Definitely. Definitely, but uh, nothing's as nerve-wracking as, like, the eight weeks leading up to the pro day. Yeah, right really, now, I bet so, I bet. After I got done with the pro day, and then a few days later, I went from unranked to being uh, ranked number 78 in the nation as a tackle, and then I moved down 11 spots, so now I'm at 67, which, oddly enough, is my num- my playing number. No way. I feel like it's got to be, like, a good yeah, sign. Yeah. Like maybe something so, good. bro, yeah. Maybe something good's going to come out of this thing, but, uh, yeah, Looking at what teams take tackles, what teams are going to be looking to build their offensive line, what teams are good with what they got on the offensive line, I'll definitely be looking at that and trying to and I think make it's hard. Yeah, it's hard, too, because I think if a lot of people, if you told them, like, you're playing offensive line and you start thinking, like, Ty's, like, our resident roster guy here who could just, like, read off every dude on every freaking team, it feels like. But mm-hmm. when you look at, like, the starting group of offensive linemen, like, that's not what you want to look at, right? It's about who has depth at those yeah. positions. Because these are guys that are, in some cases, like, mid-30s. Like, these are grown men. And right. not, not that you haven't been playing against some men in this in this league, but you're going in there. You don't want to look at those those first stringers. It's about who has depth at the certain positions. Right. And that's kind of been something. I, I'm sure you've been looking into, uh, you know, that in a lot of the rosters. Definitely. Yeah, man. It's, uh, it's There's a lot of... Thinking, you know, late night, <laughs> I'm just surfing the internet, looking at rosters and I stuff bet, like dude. that. Just I've been a lot on thing. my mind and stuff, but not in a bad way, though. I feel like that's just showing how much excitement and anticipation I yeah. got for what's going to come next. Yeah, and I'm I'm excited, man. Hopefully, we get to see you, uh, you know, put the pen to the paper here sometime in, in the near future. But yeah. um, we did have someone, boys, in the NFL that put the pen to the paper for a very handsome amount of uh, dollars, and that would be cornerback Denzel Ward. He signed... Uh, a five-year, 100-mil extension. The Browns have made Ward the highest-paid cornerback <laughs> in NFL history. He's only 24. That that number was that that came that was wild to me. He's coming off a Pro Bowl year. The dude's been, uh, you know, competing at a very high level. Yeah, he's a very what good player. We, what, we, what we think about that? Bro's one year older than me. One year older than me, and just signed sign that contract. That's scary, I and know, that's that's, that's for saying. me too. That's like motivation. watching the draft now. Exactly, you're right. 100. percent right. And watching the draft now, like. I'll be 21 in July. Right. And, like, these guys getting drafted are like, that's right 
man. That's right with me. Like, then not the that co- I have aspirations. The COVID year really, the COVID yeah. year really skewed everything too. Very true. So ages are varying. You know, like there's ages, plenty of different ages. And we still haven't really seen that. the effect of that on the NFL, right? Because exactly. a lot of those guys are still waiting to make that yeah. jump. That's true. It's gonna be weird. It's gonna be a weird little dynamic. Every contract that you see will be the uh, largest contract for said position. position. Like just, you, just the every way money works now. Yeah, every player gonna reset the market. When Debo when Debo Samuel signed his deal, he's going to sign the largest contract for any receiver in NFL history. More than Devontae Adams? You really think so? You like it all started, <laughs> bro. Said it all started when the Texans traded DeAndre Hopkins to the Cardinals. That's when it started? And the Cardinals paid him, I think, $27 million a year. I can't fact check you on that, but that sounds right. And usually receivers sign for 20. At the time, 21. that was good. That, that was would have good. been, that yeah. would have been most, in, they signed him for 27. Yeah. So every receiver, every great receiver will reset the market. Debo Samuel going to sign his deal and he going to reset the market. A.J. Brown and Terry McLaurin, they won't reset the market. But whenever um, who's a who's who's a really good young receiver? Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson. Jamar Chase, yeah. Justin Jefferson will reset Charles. the market. Man, get, you are Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson is going to get a bag. They're going so to reset. Chase, the so market. is Chase. So is Chase. Lamar Jackson is going to reset the quarterback market, and right after that, Joe Burrow is going to reset the quarterback market. Like it's just it's just what it is. When Jair Alexander signs his deal, his deal will be bigger than Denzel Ward. You think so? How, how old is Alexander? That's fair. How, yeah, how old is age, he? Age might have something to do with it because like the, the, dura- the duration off, of the contract would be different based on age. He's also yeah. probably coming off a rookie contract, Ward, I'm assuming, right? Jair Alexander is coming off a rookie. I think they came out in the is same he? draft. You might be right. I don't know, actually. I don't know. If yeah, I, I, I wouldn't know either. Um, I'll look it up. Yeah, I know they're pretty it. similar in age. Um, but but what I, the first thing, actually, that I noticed looking at this, <clears throat> excuse me, is that where the hell are the Browns getting this money? Bro, right? A hundred <laughs> mil, a hundred mil for this contract. You know who they just spent? What was it? Two hundred and thirty million dollars guaranteed on Deshaun Watson. Yeah, guaranteed two hundred and thirty million dollars. I saw this comment. Somebody said they're just spawning cap space now. I'm like, dude, that's like true, they, bro. Have they have dedicated money. They have dedicated positions. It feels like for people that can perform, like they call it like the salary cap gymnastics, right. which is so funny to me. But like between Ward and um, Watson. They have, and there's another like 30 or 40 million of other guys that they're bringing back or signing. They've spent by far the most out of any team um, in this year and probably close to any year. Like crazy. And I don't know if there's a direct correlation between spending money and winning games. I don't think that's usually how it works, right? I feel like some sports, like baseball, I feel like sometimes it, there's kind of that correlation, right? Like yeah. you, you get a big contract for the big time players and your wins. Going yeah, up. Baseball, especially. You got you get those guys in like <clears throat> we said are like the Pirates and the Orioles. Like they just they have no money and they're bad teams. And you get and you get teams mm-hmm. like the Dodgers and the Yankees and the Red Sox. He's big, big market. Every year teams. they're competing big for the World Series because they have money. Yeah, exactly. And the same way in the NFL, you got you gotta have money if you want to win. No, you're right. Um and that was the, the number here was over three hundred and forty million in guaranteed money this offseason. Three hundred and forty million. The Bengals spent the most money in free agency. Last yeah. year, and they just I thought, Super I thought it was the Patriots. I, it was the Patriots. It was actually. the Patriots. It was the Patriots. Well, then they was they was top five for sure. The Bengals yeah. and the Rams. Yeah, yeah, exactly. About having money. Yeah, I mean, Tyshawn just said it best. Like the Bengals just spent the most money last year, and then they just end up in the Super Bowl. Of course, we couldn't really guess that Jamar Chase was about to come no, out. Be like a top five receiver. Go, in the yeah, league. be a yeah. top five receiver his first year in the league. You can but, definitely buy a championship now. Right. Really. For sure. I don't know. Look, look at the Rams. I think it has to happen. I think it has to happen more for it to really like. It's not a fluke. Like this is a tried and true way to to do that. I think it has to happen at least a couple more times. The Rams. Really the Ram, the Rams that. bought a championship. A hundred percent, without question. I I'd argue that the Rams uh, money had a very large factor to pay in their championship run. I wouldn't go as far to say that they bought a championship. Because the so? biggest, the I biggest think they piece traded for a championship because the Stafford. Thank you. Matthew Stafford is the, the biggest piece of that team. I mean, exactly. Obviously, you would say Aaron Donald too, but. Cooper Cup too. I think the most important aspect of a like position, yeah, of a winning team is that came off a big trade. Yeah. And you yeah. got and you yeah. could argue like I know you probably will. You still got to pay the dude that you traded for, right? All you right. got you got to and they they did. They just signed him to a nice big lucrative contract. But I don't know. It, it could go really either way. But three guys that are trying to take advantage of that. We've got AJ Brown from the Titans, Debo Samuel from the Forty ers Scary Terry, uh, Terry McLaurin from. Uh, 
Not Washington football team. The Commanders. The Commanders. commanders. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, they're all holding out on workouts with the team in order to seek out new deals. Debo Samuel has requested a trade from the 49ers. This has all happened in the last maybe week or so. Um, all three of these guys, worth noting, they're all drafted in 2019, all the same draft class, and they're all coming off rookie contracts. So I think that makes it more of an emphasis for them because we all know rookie contracts are not where the money is made. Mm-hmm. Right? That's where teams get these stars for – three, maybe four years. Develop um, them and then be like, all right, well, this dude's a guy. Let's yeah. pay this man. Jair Alexander either rookie that, contract. Either that or he's gone, right? So you, yeah. you don't know. It could go either way. Um, so this is uh, a very interesting piece, too, is that Tory Dandry. Do we know Do we know who that is? He's the agent for all those receivers. Boom. On the spot. He's going to get paid. <laughs> They're going to get paid. He's about to get paid. Everyone's about to be good. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's kind of what it sounds like, though, because Tory Dandry is the agent for all of these guys, and he obviously knows um, how to take advantage of this current market and the state that um, this is in. But out of these three guys, I think it's it's not even really a question. Debo Samuel is definitely you know head and shoulders, especially after this last year, head and shoulders above those other two guys. Now, where would you put – Guys like AJ Brown and Terry McLaurin on that uh, on that list. Where do they stand? Debo Samuel is not head and shoulders above the both of them. No, nah, not head and shoulders. He's he's a little bit better, but you get yeah, a guy he, like he, I'd say like I'd Terry say McLaurin. Terry McLaurin has never had a good quarterback. I think he, if you give Terry McLaurin a quarterback, he's absolutely in the conversation of like a top five, top ten receiver the only, easily. The only thing Terry McLaurin easily. is a freak. The he's only thing so with good. Those two other guys is they're not like utility yeah. tools like yeah. Debo Samuel. They're not about to. AJ Brown has like a handful of games where he had over like seven targets. Yeah, yeah that's really? true. A handful. Yeah. Oh, okay, so he wasn't really. Debo Samuel's not head and shoulders. He's just utilized and was in a, a, a lot better situation. Yeah. Like one thing I say about the Debo, the whole Debo situation, the money he's looking for in part is not justified because he has only been one of them dudes for a year. I agree with that. I actually wanted to talk about that because I definitely agree with that. I, I don't think that he's had the sustained success that you see from other guys that are demanding that type of money. Right. You look at the guys who are signing the big contracts Tyree right Kill. now. Tyreek Hill and yeah. Devontae Adams yeah. are the two that come to mind They've been the best in the game for yeah. the past three, four, or five years. Exactly. Those guys are not – and not to say that Debo is going to be a one and done because he's not. Yeah. We know he's got a lot left in the tank. The he's dude's like, going to have like a great career. Or something exactly. Like he's, they're no, all in Debo's that same draft like class. 27. But he, I think he's older 27? than 27. Well, no, because no, he's the same draft class as McLaurin and AJ Brown. He came out as a senior. He was a senior. Did he? Is he twenty seven? I did not know he that. Was a, he was look. a senior at South yeah, Carolina. In fact, I'm going to bet the under a, on twenty seven. That'd be a, that'd be a good be right. point. Now, the one stat that was really cool about Debo is that he's the first receiver since the nineteen seventy merger to lead the team in rushing touchdowns. Right. That's wild. I didn't know. Like I obviously like that, knew he was not, the Niners have pretty banged up backfield this year. Elijah Mitchell. He'd have ran for a thousand yards if he didn't get hurt. Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, he'd have ran for a thousand yards if he didn't get hurt. No, he was super talented. So now having him back, it'll be interesting to see um, because twenty six. You know, Debo wants that close. Yeah, that's pretty. When close. his birthday? Yeah. January sixteenth. Ah, that was close. He was twenty. He was twenty five last season when he was playing. So let me ask you this question: What do you think about if you took Debo off San Fran? What would that result in, and what would it result in for Terry McLaurin and AJ Brown if they got taken off their teams? Like, what you I mean? feel like, San, me, like, 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 San, so I feel like San Fran would be, San Fran probably they made the playoffs this year, correct? Yeah, yeah. NFC Championship. Yeah, they, they wouldn't even have made the playoffs, I don't think, if they didn't have Debo on that team. Well, uh, this this year, maybe. but that's capped though. I think the Niners have a really good Kyle, defense. They have Kyle they have a really good offensive line. They got. George Kittle, obviously Kyle Shanahan. Have really Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan's a genius. He's an offensive genius. To me, I think about that, and um, I'm going to agree with them because look at the game against the Packers, right? I don't. They didn't score an offensive touchdown. They didn't touchdown. score an offensive touchdown so, and they won the game. Yeah, so oh, that, yeah, yeah. that for I me, I think, that. is is the one reason that I would go against that. I think he's the key part to their Debo offense. a killer, for sure. He's yeah. a killer, like cold-blooded. But to say that, like, I'm not saying he don't, he don't deserve the money because I want to see everybody get paid, you know? But I just I can see where the 49ers are coming from. And they're really in a tough spot because now when you demand a trade, typically you're not going to play for that team anymore. Yeah, and it's not it's not impossible for him to come back. Yeah. But it would be interesting because if I'm the 49ers right now, I want to keep him around. Even their guys had been saying, Shannon had been saying, like, he wants Debo to be around for years to come. He has yeah. said this for a while. Why wouldn't you? You know, he's not an idiot. Yeah. But now I'd be pitching to Debo right now. You want to be a true receiver? Come back and be a true receiver. We got Elijah Mitchell coming back and – you know, not to say we're not going to need you back there, but we're not going to need you back there. You can go out and be a receiver. We'll pay you to be a receiver. I think that would be the exact pitch I'd be giving him right now. Because because we haven't seen, like, 
Debo be like a dominant receiver. He's uh, not a pure dominant player. Most it's still in the backfield. He's good at fantasy is football. He, and he's most Trey still Sermon, there? the kid from Ohio State, is pretty good too. He's still at Oh, Sermon's there. Okay. They didn't even play him last year. I did not even know Josh he was there. He, he got hurt. He was like a healthy scratch every week. I think he got hurt like early in the season. He just wasn't right. Like he got a concussion, year. and then after that, he was he just must a healthy have, scratch. Must have not been one hundred percent. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like didn't concussions want are weird. Yeah. They can linger. You know what I mean. Like is, like know. anything. I mean, you could have a, you could have a sprained ankle, especially for a running back, and be out for weeks. I mean, we've we've all seen that. No, he was healthy scratches. To me. Which said, you know football. What you gonna ask me? No, I said as uh, Raheem Moster, he's still in the backfield. Though, no, he's not with the Dolphins. Oh, yeah, he's, oh, he's, he's my, he's with Miami. Dolphins, yeah. He was her last year, though. Yep. Got you, right? But, because you did say they were banged up in the backfield too, and yeah. I do remember Moster mm-hmm. did miss two me. more. Two more points on this. The first one is that for me, it all goes back. I think a little more recently to the Christian Kirk contract. Yeah, I was just about I to think say that. This, like I think this. I think that really just blew it, it yeah. open. Yeah. I really believe that that just blew it open. Kirk signed to Jacksonville on a four-year, seventy-two million dollar contract, and it raised expectations for everyone because. I didn't know who Christian Kirk was, and I don't follow football like I, like as far as names go. I don't know everybody's name like crazy, so it makes sense. But like he was the Cardinals' most productive receiver last year. Yeah, like yeah, obviously, was hurt most of the year. Yeah. Like you look, you look, and you watch, and you watch film, and he's a good receiver, like by no mm-hmm. means. But four years, seventy-two million dollar, good. Obviously, they thought so. Then came Devonte Adams, Tyree Kill, Stephon Diggs, and the other wide receivers that are trying to you know take advantage of this market. That's where I thought it got it got blown up. No, I I, I don't agree with that though. I feel like not for the receiver market. He maybe blew it up for – he re- definitely raised the market for average players to get more money. But Devontae Adams, Ben, wanted to reset the market. Tyreek Hill always wanted to reset the market. Yeah. Diggs didn't really want to reset the market, but he wanted to he get took, paid. I'm saying he took kind of a pay cut to, yeah, to be know, with, with Allen and in Buffalo like, still. Like, uh, he – don't get me wrong. Christian Kirk, like, definitely, like – uh, let me say this. What do you about Darnell Mooney is going to get paid when he's a free agent. <laughs> yeah. Darnell Mooney is going that's to get good, paid. That's a good way to put it, actually. That's you a know, good way to put it. Darnell Mooney would have probably got thirty million before he's going to get sixty, he might 70, double it. eighty he, million. Yeah, there's a realistic chance that he doubles it. Now, if he continues to play at this level, yeah, I'm a I'm a fan of Darnell Mooney. I think he's gonna have a really good career. So, but like the top other, receivers, uh, they they always wanted to reset the market. The I other don't think point Christian that Kirk I want really to talk about was uh, Kadarius Tony. Yeah, that, the Giants trying to trade him. Yeah. And that's a guy that a lot of people have called like, not Debo, but like, like if if Debo were like you know, a step down version of Debo, they kind of talk about him like being a versatile player, a guy that can go on the jet sweep, potentially go in the backfield. That could be a guy that potentially gets paid a little bit. I don't know, but then you talk about what's his remaining contract right now. He's still that was his this past that, year was his was first year, his right, out of year. Florida. Yeah, yeah. So, him and Jamar Chase is my favorite players in the whole draft last year. Really. Yeah, and he's Ty, a dog. Tyshawn's Tony's a, dog. a killer. <laughs> Tyshawn's mad they're trying to trade him. Look, no, he's got happy feet. Talk, he got happy feet talking about him. That's my boy. <laughs> I remember there's this one. This one play is when I really started to realize how good Kadarius Tony was. It was just playing New Orleans, I think. And I want to say he maybe broke eight tackles and got like sixty yards in this play. I saw a clip on Twitter this week. I actually might have sent it in the the the, chat. the, the podcast chat on Twitter. Yeah, but uh, I'll try to pull that video up and. Like Kadarius Tony yeah. is a killer, and I pray to God he gets out of New York. Oh yeah, yeah because New York's a dumpster. He needs a better quarterback, is, man. He needs a it's quarterback. bad. It's not really even bad. not even not even a better like he was He's Debo a franchise. He was Debo before Debo was Debo. Really? Look, go look up his Florida highlights. No, before, okay. That's before fair. Debo was back, Kadarius Tony was lining up at running back, getting busy. <laughs> it ain't hard to go to receiver and get even more busy, and he was returning punts. And kicks like he was Debo before Debo. Oh, we got the vid. Field Yates, your boy, sure. tweeted that one. Field dead? Yeah. I'm telling you, that yeah. when, when I saw that play, I'm like, all right, like, there it is. Like, that that guy, I want him on my team. Like That's the play that did it for you? Yeah. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. But there's always, like, one play you see, and you're like, all right, like this guy's really good. No, I knew he was a For killer. sure. But that's what always. I want to talk about as far as uh, – as far as that market went, um, a little bit about this VR Pro era. The NFL has kind of partnered with um, with Oculus, and they're making this what's called VR Pro era. And, and just the very basic gist of it is that you're going to be able to go in, run the offense, and play quarterback and throw dots in that's, VR that's to amazing. receivers. And this has actually been around for, I think, a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's with the actual NFL branding. So you can go with the NFL teams. they got the nameplates, the colors, everything, like all the actual logos mm-hmm. um, because of the official partnership. Um, and I think I think we might have to pick one up for the uh, for the studio. You're going to be spending some <laughs> yeah. cheese. <laughs> You're going to be spending some cheese. How much? How expensive were the Oculus like, That's a good question. by itself? I don't know. A couple hundred bucks. Okay. Yeah. Maybe yeah. like at least 300 
I, 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 I think it's I like an Oculus 2 right I, now. I, is it the Oculus 2? That might be a little more than. That might be a little more. I was going to guess like in, in a thousand maybe. <clears throat> no, 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 no. You can get a regular Oculus for like two, three hundred. So the oh. Oculus 2 Oculus is probably Quest more. Oculus Quest 2, $300. Oh, Look at me, man. Look well, at I mean, me, I'm man. I'm not surprised. I mean, it's kind of your thing, you know. It should be. Yeah, I probably should know that some of that stuff. Bro, that's, but, like, uh, that's like stuff we've been thinking yeah. about since we were kids. Right? Like that, some virtual reality That'd be so now. I actually want to play there, but the I'm next, just saying it'd be sweet to play. The next edition of the so. studio, right there in the open part, we're gonna put. I haven't told you guys this. We're gonna put a, a one of those circle treadmills. You know what I'm talking about with the with the rails and everything. So you be in the headset oh running on a treadmill. Nah, that'd be a lot. <laughs> yeah, that would be cheese. That would be money. Honestly, I don't know where you get this. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm like, is he being serious? Right now? Uh, he got big that plans. Would, that uh, would be electric. He is spending uh, his college be... trust fund on a studio. Hey, whole, whole overage check going straight. Yeah, to, for real, bro. Like, straight I to the equipment. No, I do not have the money for that. Um, nor really the desire. Like, I like it, but that would not be uh, a really worthwhile investment. Um, I just thought that was really sweet that we just touched on that. And um, I don't know. Especially, it'll be fun to see like. A guy like Jimmy that has played quarterback for a long time and, like, knows kind of how that goes, like, to see how realistic they make it as far as, like, timing. I think timing is going to yeah. be the one thing, like, you know, can you look and look off a linebacker and throw behind him in a hole mm-hmm. in coverage? Like, yeah. how detailed are they going right. to be with this? You shake your head. You, the, the camera missed it, but you shook, yeah, you're shaking your head over there. Like, why, why don't you even think so? Have you ever played, like, VR games? Yeah, I, I haven't. Not like, yet. for the most part, they just, like, really – the but good this ones, NFL VR. The, the good ones, the good <laughs> ones are are good, but for the most part, like virtual reality games are like really choppy, laggy and stuff yeah. like that. Not you laggy, hate, but like hate. choppy, like blocky. Like you, you do hate. stuff and you know, you like I feel like <laughs> you gonna be, you gonna get on there and you it sounds like you're a line. You just gonna throw the ball and you just gonna touchdown Bills. I don't think so. I hope it's competitive. Maybe there's there might be uh, varying degrees of. Uh, Excuse me, difficulty. I don't know how they're gonna be able to do that. I, I I am very interested to see them pull it off, but I don't know how. Like, and that's I don't know why it be a good game. And that's why people that are way smarter than us are handling this, and we are not. That that's facts. Isn't that fantastic? Because like Madden on the Wii was terrible. Madden on the Wii, horrible. <laughs> I bet you still played it uh, a decent amount. No, you didn't. Never. <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> Bought the game, played it, never played it again. It was horrible. <laughs> Um, the last thing of NFL that I wanted to want to talk about was the draft talk. We talked about from your perspective a lot about the draft, but um, specifically the Lions for me. And I guess we can kind of talk about the top of the draft and what we see because I just, I mean, you'll notice we haven't talked much about the draft on here. I hate talking about before the draft. I hate looking at mock drafts. I hate speculating um, before it's like very close to actually coming to fruition. I just don't like it. I think it's, I think it's very lazy news, and I don't think it's a very good topic. I don't. And they That's start doing it so early, exactly like months and months and months. It's so crazy to me before the draft. And I, uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm with you. I'm with you here about how this, this news is kind of like lazy and like so. Perfect example: a reporter is talking about some guy 600 miles across the country, never met him before, and he's saying all these things like, "Oh, right? he can't do this. He can't do that. He can't do this." It's like, and a lot of them are job, dude. A lot like, of them are assumptions. Assumptions. That's it. Yeah. Like and. It's funny when you go back and like look at like you know freezing cold takes on Twitter. Oh, like, those are great! All these screenshots of these people saying like this and that. Like one in particular was like the other day, this guy was talking about how bad of a pick Jordan Poole was for the Golden State Warriors, and now he's just like lighting it up. Right. And, they, and this guy's saying they got they got Jordan Poole like mid first round, I think. Yeah. And he's like, oh, Jordan Poole should have been undrafted free agent. This now is a whole in his, defense, of a draft in his pick. defense. That was a bad pick. Jordan Poole was bad in college at the time. Well, is it a bad pick now? Hindsight is twenty twenty. They also tried saying <laughs> Steph Curry was trash when he was yeah, coming out of I mean, Davidson. Like, and then no, was, Steph Curry was a six pick when nobody nah, said he was trash. But they were say, they were saying that he was undersized and he had injury problems, yeah. and they said that his he is undersized and he still play. had injury problems. Yeah, <laughs> and he's, uh, now he's the one of the, arguably the greatest yeah, offensive nobody, threat to ever play the game of basketball. And he too. just got hurt this year, injury problems, and he undersized. Like that's no, not that was they a up, lie. Are they up three zero right now? Yeah. yeah, I don't know, but they're dominating. It, there. it, so looks, like, it looks like they're doing all right. Jordan Poole was definitely a bad pick. They could have got him ah, in the second like, round. I mean, they could have, but now they have him, and now they're potentially going to win an NBA championship this year. So we'll see if it works out for him. But um, back on the NBA or the, you got me. Sorry, I'm my slipping. bad. Yeah, I, should, I changed up sports time. No, you're sorry. good, dude. I like talking about all of it. I yeah. just my mind can't handle all of it at once. Yeah. <laughs> um, but back on the NFL side of things, I want to talk about the Lions. Right, number two overall. Everyone thinks right now it's going to be either Hutchinson or Thibodeau. But now I feel like the conversation has moved a little bit, right? People are talking about uh, maybe a quarterback, like a Malik uh, uh, Lewis, right? 
Willis. Willis, sorry. Kid from Liberty, Lewis, yeah. yeah. Uh, Malik Willis, he was a stud in college, but how does his game translate to a system like the Lions? We don't really know. That's a guy you might have to engineer your system around, right? Like his different kind of play style. Um, there have been talks about some offensive tackles going very high up, and the Lions still obviously need to address the receiver room. I, that's why I don't really buy into this stuff because nobody knows besides the people who are making the decision what's actually going to happen to me. Right. That's what I feel like. I personally would love to see them try and trade it back. I don't know if anyone would actually try and trade up. That's the thing because who is at the top that is really that desirable to me, in my opinion? Like, who is that for you guys? Who would somebody trade up for? I'm an offensive tackle guy, so I'm just going to yeah. go ahead and lay it out. I mean, Evan Neal. Oh, yeah, yeah, kid from Bama. Evan He's Neal a from Bama. Yeah, that kid is like, a stun. <laughs> surefire first rounder. Yeah, he, yep. for sure. First five. For sure, top, first five. Yeah, I think he's yeah. in the mock drafts that we hate. I think he's in the top five right <laughs> yeah. now. But that's my guy. I mean, obviously, I as you get closer for. to the actual draft, those become a little more and more accurate. Yeah. You know, but then you got to take into account like teams can trade whenever, wherever. Especially as you get into the later rounds of the draft. Shit starts to get weird, man. It starts to get weird. what you need, man. Yeah. This is a very uh, position-needy draft. Yeah. Like, it's not it, – there's no just surefire stud. There's no, no – Trevor Lawrence. There's no Trevor Lawrence to this group. There's no, like, just surefire guy. Like, right. Agreed. Anybody could go number one. Yeah. I feel like really the deepest spot is the receiver group. Yeah. I completely agree. The quarterbacks, I'm I'm not sold on Kenny Pickett. I watched Kenny Pickett and not sold on him. I don't like that he wears gloves. Malik Willis got to sit out a year. Um, Does he have sit out a year? What do you mean? He got to sit, sit out, out a year because he, he ran air raid in, 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 at Liberty. Oh, you're talking – I thought you meant like at a violation or something. No, you're talking like about he's learning. Gonna sit learning. He's gonna it's sit. like what Mahomes is. He's, he's going to have a Trey Lance yeah. in Mahomes. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Mahomes is air raid. I like Matt Corral. Stack, yeah. Matt Corral, probably Corral's my favorite quarterback. I he, like Matt Corral. He seems like the guy, if we look back, like if we took the clock back like five, ten years, you'd look at a guy like Corral and be like, NFL pro-style quarterback. Yeah, yeah right. I like Mobile, but not going to beat you with his legs. Kind of like taller guy, got a good build, strong arm, sits in the pocket. Arm. Yeah, and it Sam can take Howell a hit. It can take a hit. Sam Howell had a really good freshman year. It in, I don't know. Dropped off. Well, we, know, we, we know what happened last Mr. time. Trubisky we took a QB from UNC. Nah, he ain't, he ain't Mr. Trubisky. He better than Trubisky. <laughs> Trubisky was terrible. We'll see. But oh, I think Trubisky had a good after, year before he came out, though. Like, we can't just sit here oh, and yeah. just sleep on that. Yeah. Kenny Pickett. <laughs> he said he won Kenny. One, one good year, and now everybody love him. Carolina could take we'll Kenny Pickett if they want to. They're going to regret it. We'll see. And Matt Rule won't to have me, a job. At the first pick of the line is going to be the hardest to see what they do with that decision at number two overall. I, I think trade. that's exactly. I was yeah, going to say the exact I totally agree. He now trade. I think as you move back, things actually get clearer for the Lions as far as where they need to address things. Like there's a lot of players they're looking at that address very specific needs on their team, but none of these guys really fit a number two overall pick. Like you'd be wasting that pick if you went and got some of these guys. I'm going to mention right, and a couple of them are actually from Georgia. I'm repping the dogs today. I got the shirt on. Let me see a little. <laughs> you get a little 360, bro. Look at that. Yeah. Go down. Is that Sarge on the back? I like Sarge. that. Yeah, we got Sarge on the back of the t-shirt. Um, but a couple guys um, that I loved is it Nakobe Dean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the linebacker, just a stud, right? So you and trade that's, back to like no, that, that's a guy because they have another pick twenty something. They have another pick. They have pick number thirty two. What he probably beat her. That's what I'm saying. Pick number thirty two because of the Rams. That's that was yeah. their whole dynamic yeah. of them winning. They got our, we got their pick for the first round. I think that's a guy that'd be great to pick up in the end of the first round. A lot of people are saying that. I totally agree with that. Um, another Georgia guy was um, wide receiver. Why am I blanking? George Pickens. George Pickens. Pickens. Yeah. The Dan Campbell kind of guy. I saw that tweet. Uh, I, that Yeah, that yeah. cracked me up, and I, that's not the reason I, I say that. I think he's just a talented dude that is, like, he's, he's got, got a an edge fire man. to him. Yeah. Um, but that's a guy to pick up later that I think would be fantastic, and it, like, it just addresses our need for a wide receiver, a guy that's going to fight, and a guy that's going to, you know, be a Dan Campbell guy, exactly. I guess. Yeah. But yeah. The, bite the kneecaps. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But otherwise, I mean, those two guys I saw that um, a lot of people have been talking about that I really like because I like watching them in college. Like, you watch a ton of SEC football and, like, the Georgia games. Those guys stood out. Oh, Every man. single possession, and, and those then, guys stood out. And then look at the combine, too. Georgia Yo. went crazy at the combine. Uh-huh. I mean, they, you say anything about Jordan Davis. Like, I think they had five, six linemen run under sub-fives, I think. And, and one of them was Jordan like, Davis. 340 yeah. running, like, a 4-8. Bro. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if I would run a 4.8 right now, and I'm 190 pounds. Yeah, I can't, this yeah, guy, I can, I can this, say the same thing. I don't even know. On a laser, like, I don't four know eight, four eight is fast. And then he yeah. broad, jumped, pretty fast. He broad like, jumped something ridiculous, too. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, how is he flexible? 
explosive and fast. Hey, he was like, he was blessed by God, like no straight way. up, like like that's George Pickens like, is gonna make somebody angry. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Why you say that? Like an organization, or he didn't, like he didn't play last year, and when he played, he didn't do anything. Uh, granted, he was coming off ACL surgery. I don't. Right. I feel like he personally shouldn't have played, but I also don't think he should have came out though. I think three years ago, if you would have said a guy should sit out and not play going into the draft, I think everyone and their mother would have said no, right? Because that just was not really good for business. Mm-hmm. But now we've seen guys do that. It's, it's worked out. He, Jamar, right? Jamar, it's worked Chase out. Jamar Chase is the he, most he recent he example. He didn't play an entire season. Um, Michael yeah, Parsons, that, that right? Michael year, Parsons. Right? Um, who else? Was it the, the cornerback? Why am I blanking? From South Carolina. I feel like J.C. He, Horn. J.C. Horn, Horn I, don't, do I, don't, I feel like he didn't play that last year. Yeah, no. Hold I want to say maybe he did. I no, could, he I could did. be thinking yeah, of somebody you, else. Yeah, you cap. Yeah, but either way, those the first two examples that I gave are two recent ones that um that like panned out. Like these guys are both studs in their own respective positions on their own respective teams in the NFL. Um, and I think that uh, that that motive and that uh, I guess that kind of storyline has changed a lot. Um, finally, I mean we're like forty five minutes into this thing already, but I want to talk about some USFL uh, before we before we kind of get going. Um, week one. USFL, the opening game averaged over 3 million viewers across NBC and Fox. They had that uh, multicast going on. Mm-hmm. Dude, like yeah. those games rivaled the NBA playoff games. Yeah, can we give a little, yeah, can bravo we give a little, like, USFL, yeah. that, that's what I'm talking three, about. I three like million, that. I, I'm very impressed with that. That's, those are good numbers. I'm like those impressed. numbers on that night rivaled the NBA playoff games numbers. That's crazy. Who opening, played that night? It was, exactly, the home team. It was the home team. It was the Birmingham Stallions versus the I'm asking Generals. What NBA teams played that night. Oh, I don't know. It was oh, probably yeah. the, the, the the Miami Heat and the Hawks. Anybody <laughs> trying to watch them? It's NBA playoff basketball. Like, way, I don't though, care. I don't care way. who's playing. Those are two teams with fran- like like with a bunch of fans for an opening week. That's very promising. So the numbers did drop off from there. And the thing was that these numbers were scary close to the same numbers the XFL and the AAF had on their opening days. That could be a good or a bad sign because we know how those two leagues panned out. But if you remember, the XFL actually was doing all right. They were staying afloat. They were making some things happen. COVID came along and just absolutely sunk their right. ship. But didn't so, uh, didn't Dwayne The Rock Johnson and some other people partner together, and aren't they trying to bring it back in 20... 20- so that's the thing. 2023, yeah. XFL is coming back, so not this year, spring, obviously, okay. but next spring is coming back. Dwayne Johnson is more of a figurehead as far as the actual ownership. The, right. the real owner is this uh, woman named Danny Garcia, okay. and she's been like the real spokesperson of the XFL. Dwayne, I feel like, is more of a... A marketing guy. Oh to be yeah, honest he's, with you. Uh, he's in the he's brand. The, People great right for the brand. No yeah. disrespect to Dwayne, but yeah. he's not. His involvement with the XFL seems to be more about like just pushing the name out, right? Yeah. And so they've actually made some uh, partnerships with the NFL as far as like you know linking their football and yeah. trying to. I think they're embracing a little bit of the fact that the XFL can be almost a feeder for the NFL, like a G League, exactly like an NBA G League. But so NFL, and I, and yeah. I think that if the sooner they embrace that, it's going to differentiate themselves in the USFL because we'll see who can survive. Exactly. Right, USFL right now they're in one host city, which is tough because then you have teams from New York and Michigan playing in Alabama, and you wonder why there's nobody in the stands. Mm-hmm. How are you going to get? It's hard enough to get someone to pull for a USFL team to begin with. It's hard to get people to buy into this type of football in the spring. And when you're rooting for a team that is from across the country, like how are you going to get people to fill the stadium? So, right. very interesting. Definitely not ideal conditions for an opening weekend. You get Easter Sunday. Those games um, also got weather delayed or rescheduled altogether. They had to push a game back a day and refund a bunch of tickets. Like, it was honestly like a very rough start. Um, like as far as like the timing of it goes, I wonder who thought that. Who was like, yeah, let's start on Easter Sunday. Like that'll be it. Yeah, that was a head scratcher, certainly. Uh, like who on Easter Sunday? On the like, resurrection of Christ, you're going to start a brand start... new thing. A lot of people are going to be busy doing other things. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, maybe, I, I don't know. maybe just, they were trying to get it thought. to be like just some like the Thanksgiving games. Like, right, you sit down yeah, and watch us. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. That's, that's, that's probably what they were aiming for, but... Yeah. That shit ain't work. Just, yeah. No, it didn't fly. It's not Thanksgiving football. That yeah. is too funny. Um, but as far as the, the one funny kind of headline that we had here was was being cut for one a slice of pizza. Mm. Jim, our resident pizza guy, you said that's that's yeah. definitely a no-go. But uh, I'd be in trouble. Pittsburgh right. Maulers have cut running back Davion Smith uh, for, quote, disrespecting a cafeteria worker over what was apparently an argument over having pizza instead of chicken salad. Oh, it was about it. Oh, so oh. he was like, ver- he got into a vote. Oh. That was the story. Now, did I you saw the video. Video. There's a video. I, the video. I did see the video. Yeah. I did see the video, yeah. 
If you have not seen that video, check it out. I mean, just just Google search yeah. it. Like, it'll come up. Um, but the video has gone viral on Twitter, and the former Michigan running back has taken to Twitter calling out the team for wrongfully cutting him. And he's, like, to the point where I think he might pursue some type of legal action or legal course. I'm not exactly sure what his plans are, but they had said in the video there was not much context. No. Because it's in that no. uh, Beyond Football, it's that it's that uh, series that they're airing on Fox yeah. in, a long, in accordance with uh, this jumpstart of the season. And there was not much context at the beginning of this. And it had a lot of people scratching their heads. Like, they really just cut him for a slice of pizza. The Maulers then came out to say that he had broken three team rules in the span of 24 hours, to which uh, Davion actually took Twitter and basically said, that's bullshit. Like, yo, that's bullshit. Like, you guys, <laughs> that's not true at all. Y'all are so, lying on my name. Exactly. That's, that's actually exactly what he said. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. Is it, is it like, is it a case of, is any press good press for the USFL? Are we at that point right now? No. You don't think so? This is, this well, is, is there a such TV. thing as bad publicity? That's yes. that's my question. That, that's, to you. That's, that's, that's my question. Like, yes, you people will so? look at it as a joke. Yeah. When you hear he got cut over a slice of pizza, yeah, like, people will look at that and say, "Unless it is a joke. like, barring the fact that in his contract it states like, do not eat pizza." He was he was wrong. <laughs> he was he was wrongfully cut. Like, if there if there was no legal obligation for him to not eat pizza, that was extremely unethical and unprofessional of the organization to cut him. It's simple. So it's simple. When you like, watch the video and how the how yeah. the coach was acting towards him, like that that is a bad look. People were saying People he was on a power trip. A yeah, right. Okay. Like, he kind of like had the power to cut someone. And he kind of like. Hadn't felt that in a while and like needed to, you know what I mean? Like yeah, kind of exercise that power. I'm about to get power. this one off real quick. Get exactly. Here, buddy. <laughs> exactly. And, and so the coach had said that, uh, quote, any disrespect of football or members of the staff, USFL, et cetera, uh, will not be tolerated. He crossed the line, so we had to deal with it. Someone's hurt feelings are a distant second to the greater good of the team. We've moved on, turned that page, and I'm happy we did it. Over some So he pizza. doubled down. That, that, coach that doubled is a, down. That is a power trip, and that is a bad look. When you it watch is a bad look. I'm, I'm with well, you. I know what I'm doing. I'm gonna go get a pizza right after this. Right. Like, I'm, oh, I'm serious. Now that we're talking about it, right. I can't and stop thinking about it. Slices for Davion. What, what's bros? Yeah. yeah. Like, hashtag <laughs> hashtag slices name. for Davion. Get a two for one on Main Street on my way home. Should we get that going? Hashtag slice. Post a little pic of everyone in the in the stew with, Maybe he'll uh, shout with some us slices. Maybe we should we should try that actually. I think that'd be hilarious. He needs justice. Hashtag justice s- needs to be served. <laughs> You know what else needs to be served? Pizza. <laughs> Apparently, the story goes that he was in like the cafeteria and. They were like, I guess chicken salad was just. I don't know how they they don't have like choices. Like they just get served. Like it's I don't, probably that dry chicken too. Like right. that, that chicken we're not really messing with. Like me and Tyshawn for sure we're not messing <laughs> with that dry chicken, bro. I don't Damn. want no chicken salad. Yeah. Bro, where's the where's the pizza? Where's the lasagna? Where's the Alfredo? Where's but, the where's the garlic bread? <laughs> Supposedly it goes like. Um, I, I guess the, the lunch were in that video that they said that he asked if it was going to be a problem if he had chicken salad as opposed to the pizza. And Davion basically told him, yes. And that that's he according to him, that's all he said was, yes, it is going to be a problem if I have chicken salad instead of pizza. Bro, it was probably pressed. Like, it had this to. dude swole as hell. He just scared <laughs> me the way he just said that. Yeah, it's going to be a problem. He's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, it's interesting, man. It's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting thing. Otherwise, that's all we've got for today's episode, Peyton. Thank you so much for uh, joining us, fella. Yep. It's been, been a good time. Time time goes by, man. We're 55 minutes into I this know, thing. Bro. Like It's just like we get rolling here and things things get moving. So thank you. Had a solid one. Ty, Jim, as always. Jim, first time on the actual uh, in the video. Yeah. Camera? It's, it's, good, to, it's good to be yeah, here. Yeah. Right. No, I appreciate y'all time. <laughs> you like right. Inviting me onto the podcast. Yeah. Or that's the yeah. point. This is really cool. Red got that for me, bro. Yeah. But yeah, um, as like always, come on, come on, check it out on YouTube. <laughs> listen to us on Spotify, uh, wherever you listen to us. Drop us a rating, a little five star five stars. Number. I voted on little, Spotify. Uh, hey, that was Please me. Those were the one I voters. Like me. I like that. I was yeah. going there. Uh, but drop us a rating, a little five star. Never hurt nobody. So thank you all. Uh, have a great weekend. Watch some USFL football. Get ready for some uh, some more NFL news. Thank you. Shout out my granny. <laughs>